Welcome back to the Out of the Box podcast as we continue along with our top five Alabama softball moments of 2023, Tom. We get to number two, Gray Robertson, Tom Canterbury. And as one of our voters described the silver medalist, it was like a movie. It's the second, seventh, eighth, and ninth innings against Arkansas in the SEC tournament. I can't remember ever being as exhausted after a game Mm -hmm. than after this one because not only everything happened during the game but remember there was also a like five hour long weather delay earlier in the day we had been sitting around for so many hours so long we were there for so long and then just the emotions everything that happened during the game the the extreme highs and the extreme lows of not knowing like is is alabama done regardless of what happens at the after this game is over right and i think you can hear that a little bit in our voices at the end and you know it's interesting the seventh inning is included because and not because the injury occurred there but because of how that seventh inning concluded with Alex Alter finding a way to get out of it. There were a lot of good moments in the eighth as well, uh, defensively, including a double play. But I mean, it it truly was, I mean, exhausting is the exact right word. Just, it was an exhausting game to call. It was an exhausting game to watch. I remember Kevin Brown said he was exhausted the next day because he couldn't go to sleep because how could you turn off this game? Yeah, it was just, I, I think the emotions Another reason why I think it's a good thing that we are showing airing the seventh inning too. The emotions of that inning, because of what Montana was able to do when she, you know, is as though she took she took 30 seconds to be scared, you know, depressed, worried about what was happening, and then turned around and was like, All right, I'm gonna be the biggest cheerleader and the coach for Alex Alter, and we're gonna get out of this, we're gonna win this game. Right. And, you know, the fact that she was able to do that, and you could I don't know if if I did a good job of conveying it, but you could see it happening as Mm -hmm. it was going on. And it was just, um, it it really showed, I think a lot of people, if you weren't fans of Montana Fouts before, if you saw that, you were fans of her at that point. And and you really hoped that she was going to be able to come back. The seventh inning is an interesting audio relic for us because as it happens, and Again, there's a lot more in this game that, sure. that we'll oh, cover yeah. too. Uh, but as the injury happens, you can hear first. You can hear me go, "Hmm," because I notice how Montana popped up. I think you were probably writing on your scorecard. I didn't, yeah, because she she got a strikeout. Yeah, and I because I I was watching the I watched the ball and watched the the batter swing and miss. So I didn't even see her hobbling. Right. And but then you you said something. I said something along the lines of that looks weird right or something like that a pure like not even radio moment like hey oh this person that i know something's up here yeah and then we start talking and she's throwing the warm-up pitches and then the warm-up pitch that kind of showed that that montana was not going to finish that game and that something more serious had happened we both you can hear in our voices how affecting that was even for us up in the stands yeah uh and because when you look at even the replay of the pitch, you couldn't see anything. There was only one angle where you could actually see the knee kind of wobble. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even see that until the next day. Right. 
uh and then you know we're in we're in the you know we're in the stadium we don't really we couldn't really see we didn't have monitors either yeah. so, so we were like, just flying I, blind I, I have no idea what happened but my something's not right with montana it was all we could say and we had you know we're trying not to have a fight with arkansas fans that were saying stupid stuff you hear a little bit of that uh, as well yeah so there was i mean it was all that going on yeah that was the one time of the entire time we were in at arkansas that i wish that we weren't down on the concourse mm. i i actually as long as we have good internet and and i'm perfectly fine with i that. had a good time yeah. down there uh, except for that inning yeah <laughs> so uh, if we weren't in such a precarious technical position where if i got up quickly we were <laughs> off the air <laughs> right and yeah. i was aware of that who knows who, who knows? knows what could have happened who knows I was not pleased no uh so that i mean everything that goes into that and plus, then we had to play two more innings of extra innings. Right, and that ninth against inning. a really good Arkansas team. And the ninth inning is so toss and turn. I mean, you find, you get the hit in the ninth, and then you're almost out of the bottom of the ninth, and then there's a, a miscue and an error, and all of a sudden Arkansas has the tying run on third. Right. And you're intentionally walking, so, and it's <laughs> – I mean, it was just – exhausting i can't even think of another I, a draining right. a draining three hours it was one that like i mean we're getting back to the hotel even we were trying to eat cold tacos trying not to crowd around montana and you know she's there you know her and doc bentley and ac they're all working over there and yeah try, you know so we just take our food and we go back to the to the room and as exhausted as we are like you can't go to sleep it, you know, Friends is almost over on Nick at Night, and it's like, we, what what are we doing here? Yeah, <laughs> we don't even know what time we're. We don't know tomorrow. who we're playing tomorrow no. either. So right, there's a lot yeah. going on. God, this was such a wild day. Not my favorite, but but an unbelievable win when you look back on it too. Especially considering what happened, and you know, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more after the audio goes. Uh, this is long because everything that happened in these innings. Took a long time. Yes. Even the second inning where Alabama got on the board, it took a minute to get there. So settle in. I hope you got a nice little two-hour car ride to go on. <laughs> Head to Atlanta and, and put us in. Yeah, start one-fifth of your trip to Bradenton, <laughs> Florida. It's time for the number two Alabama softball moment of 2023, the second, seventh, eighth, and ninth innings against Arkansas at the SEC Tournament. The second inning is presented by Yellowhammer Brewing Company, brewed locally in Alabama and served to fans across the southeast. We head to the top of the second inning, still 0-0 between Alabama and Arkansas in this quarterfinal matchup of the 2023 SEC Tournament. Shipman, Broadfoot, and Hevlin do up for Alabama here, 6-7-8 against Shanice Dels in the circle for Arkansas. Allie Shipman will step in to lead things off, batting 3-16, 50 of 158, first pitch. Swung on and missed for strike one. 29 runs scored, 15 doubles, a triple, four homers, and 28 runs driven in. And I'm watching Ryan I. Murray talking to Ship right here, saying a little bit more up. I think the swing path was right, but that drop dipped just enough that Ship couldn't get it. Yeah, one. She holds off that time, one and one. And Ship against Arkansas earlier this year, two for 11 with a run scored. Last night had a hit, a hard hit, 
and almost had a home run in the first inning. So looks like she's kind of getting back into a rhythm. Good to have her back in the lineup after the injury against Ole Miss. 1-1, Shipman with a hard-hit ball, and that's going to get through for a base hit into left field. A diving attempt by Gamble. She got a glove on it, and it made it go past Riho at short. And kind of made everybody look silly. It was a good effort, but from our angle, you couldn't really tell that Gamble touched it, and so it looked like Gamble fell and then Riho, because of the change of direction, just kind of fell. Yeah. And another hard-hit ball by Shipman. Now we'll see what Alabama decides to do. We saw Broadfoot lay down a bunt last night. I would expect the same here. So Broadfoot steps to the plate. Hmm. Does not square around, and that's high for ball one. Broadfoot on the year, batting 273. 30 of 110 with 18 runs scored, three doubles, two homers, and 14 runs driven in. Was 0 for 2 last night. Was praised by Patrick Murphy for getting down a sack bunt yesterday as well against Missouri. That one is fouled off down the third baseline. One ball and one strike now on Broadfoot. And against Arkansas, what a weekend it was for Emma Broadfoot. Two for eight with two RBIs. Had the one run in game three, a solo home run. A couple walks, but struck out three times. Left a lot of people on base. So I know personally for her, she would love to make amends for some of the mistakes that she made back in March against the Hogs and against Shanice Dells. The 1-1. Broadfoot fouls it back, one and two. Yeah, lobs were the issue for Alabama offensively against Arkansas and individually for Broadfoot. Finishing off the coaching staff and support staff for the Crimson Tide, athletic trainer is A.C. Atinka. Strength and conditioning coach is Michelle Diltz, Nathan Sheehan, sports information. Scott Moyer, the beer director, equipment manager is Sue Moore. And a cast of thousands with us here this week in Fayetteville. I mean, who isn't here? <laughs> All our friends. All the cool people. Big old Bama U. The one-two is fouled away. We'll do it again. One ball and two strikes. For Arkansas, their head coach is Courtney Diefel. She's in her eighth season here in Fayetteville. It doesn't seem like it's been that long, but she has really turned the perennial, lack of a better term, doormat of the league into, you know, a two-time defending champion until this year. I mean, look at this crowd. Yeah. Courtney Diefel did that. She has been just incredible. The 1-2, Broadfoot lines that foul. We'll do it again. One ball and two strikes. Assistant coaches, Matt... Michael and Yolanda McCray, and the volunteer assistant is Raina Caranco. I was doing a hit with Chris Childers and Rick Neuheisel this morning on Full Ride, and they asked me about what Courtney Dyfel's done for the Arkansas program, and I said, watch the game tonight and look at the crowd. That'll tell you everything. Five years ago, Arkansas was an easy sweep. Now, they're a contender. Rodfoot holds off on that one in the dirt. Count moves at two balls and two strikes. Nobody out with a runner on first. Alabama trying to break open the scoreless tie as we play here in the top of the second inning. Alabama wearing the crimson over white uniforms, the crimson baseball style jerseys outlined in white. The 2-2. Rodfoot fouls Ooh. it off again. It gets Patrick Murphy on the foot. Let's see, laughs and hands the ball to Hannah Gamble. <laughs> gonna, gonna walk that one off. <laughs> oh man, I love the stalling tactic by Murph so that he can have a second because yes. that one clearly hurt. Normally he doesn't react, but that time a visible wince. Another two-two to Broadfoot. He's in the dirt. Three balls and two strikes. 
This is a heck of an at-bat for Emily Broadfoot. And now it's all about finishing it off. You know, she's she's done the work to get this thing full. Now make sure when Dells throws you something nasty, you don't chase. Payoff pitch to Broadfoot. It's high for ball four. And Broadfoot draws the walk, putting now runners on first and second with nobody out here in the top of the second inning. And, Tom, we talked with Patrick Murphy in the pregame interview about how different this team is since March. That's a textbook example. Emma Broadfoot, who probably in that series would have struck out right there. Oh, absolutely. Able to draw the walk and put Callie Hevlin in a great position with nobody out. So Callie Hevlin steps in, runners on first and second. Infield playing in on the corners. Hevlin does square around to bunt and fouls it off for strike one. Hevlin batting 246. 29 of 118, 25 runs scored, a triple, six homers, and 17 runs driven in. Last night, had an RBI, was one for three with a run scored as well against Arkansas this year. Two for nine with an RBI walk in three Ks. Obviously being asked to execute here. Try and get the bunt down. Probably going to see a drop, I would think, from Dels. Swings away and pops it up on the infield. Infield fly is called. The catch is made by Halverson at first, and there's one away. And Hevlin frustrated with herself walking back to the dugout. And now Patrick Murphy going over to chat with Ryan I. Murray and Allison Habits because you've got Kristen White do up. Right. Who, again, not really thought of as an RBI producer. And now kind of similar to what we saw in the Ole Miss game earlier, do you risk burning a pinch hitter here? Right. Even though it's just a second inning. It did not work for Ole Miss. And it looks like... Alabama will not. You know, it looks like we're sticking with Chris and White. Well, finishing off the uniforms, white pants with the crimson pinstripes and crimson socks for the tie. I forgot that was happening. We right I'm so sorry. No, the you know the game was being right. rude. Chris and White now steps in and the first pitch misses outside for ball one. White batting 280, 21 of 75, 10 runs scored and eight runs driven in. 0 for 1 last night with an RBI and a K. Again, they're just looking to put something in play. Yeah. The 1-0. Foul back. One ball, one strike. Arkansas with the white over crimson uniforms, the white jerseys, crimson sleeves, Arkansas, and block crimson across the chest. Crimson pants, white socks with crimson stripes. The 1-1, one, one. White holds off on that one, but takes the call strike. One ball and two strikes now on the Bama freshman. Filthy off-speed pitch from Shanice Dels right there. You know, I love when you see high off-speed pitches against slappers because it's hard for them to slow down enough to, to get barrel on it. White took it. Good pitch. The 1-2. Gets out and then slaps that one to first. That's going to get through. It's still down. No one has it. Coming in to score is Allie Shipman, and that's an RBI single for Kristen White, and Alabama takes the 1-0 lead. When you put the ball in play, good things happen, and there was, I'm sure, a lot of debate in that huddle between Allison Habits, Patrick Murphy, and Ryan I. Murray about whether to pinch it for Kristen White. But I think because of the execution last night, they stuck with her tonight, and White did a great job just slapping one on the right side. 
It was a tough play for everybody over there. And look at the reaction. Jordan Stevens coming into pinch run just gave Christian White a big old bear hug like we give to Jaden Rib Spencer before games. <laughs> that one means a lot to a lot of people. And for Arkansas, it's damaging because you just allowed the nine hitter to put Alabama up one nothing, And turn the lineup over. Silwood just now one out. Stevens is pinch running for Broadfoot on second. Kristen White is on first. And back to the top of the order in Jenna Johnson. Johnson single to start things off. Last inning. Officially a fielding error on Halverson right there. First pitch is high for ball one. With a win, Alabama would advance to tomorrow's semifinals to take on the winner of tomorrow's game between Tennessee and Florida. And a game time set for seven will be on the air at 6.50 as the bracket is scheduled right now. That one's high and away. Two balls and no strikes. With a loss, Tide will be eliminated from the tournament and would head home to wait for Sunday's selection show and for their fate in the NCAA tournament. And I have a engagement tomorrow night in Birmingham. I would really, I would, you know, it's a great event, but I'm okay with not going. The 2-0, and Johnson swings and misses there, 2-1. and one. You know, I, I don't think this team's trip has done not just here, but I think there's still so much more ahead this season for the Crimson Tide, and tonight could be a major stepping stone to something special here this week in Fayetteville. So because that was an error, no RBI for Kristen White. Johnson fouls that one off. Two balls and two strikes. One out, Alabama leads it one nothing, looking for more. Your runners on first and second in the top of the second inning. Coming up tomorrow on the Crimson Tide Sports Network as well, Alabama baseball begins their three-game series at Texas A&M. That one's in the dirt and gets all the way to the backstop and moving up 60 feet are both Johnson and White on the second wild pitch of the day by Shanice Dells. Alabama looking to make this a crooked number here in the second. Well, now you're looking for that productive out. And also, keep in mind, it's a 3-2. you got to think Dels is going to throw something off speed up or that hard drop. So pick whichever one you want and fight off the other if you get it. Payoff pitch. Johnson swings and misses at strike three on that drop, and there's two away. There's that off-speed drop from Dels. Johnson was looking hard drop, and that's why she was so out in front on that swing. I mean, Shanice Dels is really good, and she's going to make you look silly sometimes, but it's all about how you respond your next time up. So now two outs for Larissa Pruitt, who laid down a sacrifice her first time up. First pitch is fouled back for strike one. That was coming right for us, thank goodness, for the backstop and the netting. Protect the equipment, Greg. I'm ready. The 0-1. Pruitt with a hard-hit ball to left, and that's going to be caught. A diving catch from Kramer, Kramer in left. As more deja vu right there. Keeps the tide just the one run in the inning. Oh, my gosh. I was about to say guess who. Everybody listening is doing the family feud good answer. It's Reagan Kramer. I mean, that's just a heck of a diving catch. Got a great jump. 
Man, I, I am okay with her graduating immediately if she wants. <laughs> For the Tide here in the second, one run on one hit. There was one error and two runners left on base. We head to the bottom of the second. The Tide leads at one nothing here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. This copyrighted broadcast is an exclusive presentation of Learfield under the broadcasting rights granted by the University of Alabama. Reuse of this presentation is prohibited without the expressed written consent of the university and Learfield. Announcers are provided by Learfield and approved by the university. We head to the bottom of the second inning. Alabama with a 1-0 lead over Arkansas. The second inning is presented by Yellowhammer Brewing Company, brewed locally in Alabama and served to fans across the southeast. Two up for the Razorbacks here in the second. Foreman, Gamble, and Hoffman, 5-6-7 against Montana Fouts. Back out in the circle for another inning of work. And Reagan Kramer kept a couple more runs from the, for the Tide from scoring in that top of the second, but Tide did take the one nothing lead. Christina Foreman steps in. First pitch is a fly ball to center, but right to Kristen White, and one pitch one way here in the second. A big out because you look at Christina Foreman's stats, you say 245, my goodness. Well, all ACC performer at Duke, and in the last five she came in hitting 500. So really, really important first out of this inning. As that will bring up the third baseman, Hannah Gamble. Gamble batting 232, 35 of 151, 35 runs scored, eight doubles, four homers, and 20 runs driven in. First pitch, low for ball one. Hannah Gamble, the All-American against Alabama, two for 11, a walk. It's just been a hard year for her, Tom, you know, and players hit that at times, but she is always dangerous. That one comes in low, two balls and no strikes. Gray, I believe it's time for a scoreboard update. Brought to you by the Out of the Box Podcast. Who? Oh, it's us. Yes, first a 2-0 pitch. Gamble, oh, takes the ball. Three balls, no strikes. Check out the latest episode of the Out of the Box podcast wherever you get your podcasts. On this week's episode, Gray and I are joined by Eric and Victor from the In the Circle podcast. Break down the SEC tournament with Caleb Bro and predict every game of the SEC tournament. Give us a follow at Out of the Box underscore pod on the Twitter. You can take out the predict every game That's part. That's true. Well, we did it. We did. That's in there for a strike three and one. Not well, but we certainly <laughs> made predictions. Gave it a shot. <laughs> And then, of course, coming up next week, our selection show, React Show. Mm. The 3-1. Gamble takes that one a little bit low for ball four. And Arkansas has the base runner here with one out in the second on the first walk of the day by Montana Fouts. Well, Hannah Gamble in the last five games has five walks. She's got a really good eye. And there were a couple there that were close, but our angle, we've talked about it, it's really hard to see side to side. So who knows? Maybe close, but I'm not sure. Casey Hoffman now steps in, runner on first, one away. First pitch. This is maybe a little low for ball one. 
Hoffman batting 241, 32 of 133, 22 runs scored, 10 doubles, 7 homers, and 25 runs driven in. Two for 13 in the last five games, one for eight with a double against Alabama earlier this year. The 1-0 is a strike, 1-1. Anyway, the scoreboard updates. Let's first go over what's happened in the SEC tournament today in case you're just now joining us. Florida beat Kentucky 6-2. Auburn beat Ole Miss 8-7 in one of the wildest games of the year, Tom. Ole Miss was up 8-2 in that game. The 1-1 is to the backstop. And taking off on the wild pitch is Gamble. She's on second, and the count's now 2-1 and one on Hoffman. South Carolina beat Georgia in eight innings, 2-1, to one, and that means our semifinal that is set tomorrow is amazingly Auburn and South Carolina. And then the winner of this will be in the other semi against the winner of Florida and Tennessee. That'll be at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. Best of luck to everybody who has to work that mm-hmm. on another early call time. So now Arkansas has a runner in scoring position, trying to answer after Alabama got a run in the top of the second. The 2-1 pitch, foul back. Two balls and two strikes now on Hoffman. Nationally, games that are going on, North Carolina and Clemson are going to extras, tied at one. A loss there, and Clemson is not hosting a regional. And right now, mid-two, Oregon leads Stanford 2-0. Could the Ducks capitalize on all the teams around the 16 line who've lost? Foul looks in. The 2-2 pitch to Hoffman. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Got it with a rise, and there's two gone. Mm-mm-mm-mm. This place is ready to explode, Tom. <laughs> and Montana Fouts said, eh, you know, just buttress. It's okay. That's a just really, really, really nasty pitch from Fouts. So two outs now with a runner on second for the catcher, Lauren Kamenzin. Kamenzin batting 298, 34 of 114. 16 runs scored. First pitch. Fouled away for strike one. Eight doubles, a homer, and 17 runs driven in. Yeah, somebody who really earned her stripes right in front of before conference play and then has been a consistent starter for the Hogs. And in the series against Alabama, was pretty effective. And it was three for nine, a couple RBIs in game two, a double, a run scored. Last five games has been solid. 308, two RBIs, a double. The 0-1, swing and a miss. No balls, two strikes. But, Tom, she's one of the youngsters that you have to wonder how their heart is feeling. You know, oh, yeah. in an atmosphere like this, with so much pomp and circumstance in the postseason. It's a big stage for anybody. The 0-2 pitch from Fouts. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Got her with the rise. Back-to-back strikeouts from Fouts. Strands the runner on second and keeps Alabama with a one nothing lead. Oh, you thought for a moment, for a moment, that Arkansas might have something going, and Montana Fouts said, eh, no, it's fine. That's a really, really good job of pitching situationally from Tana right there when this place was ready to explode. No runs, no hits, no errors. One runner left on base. We played two. The Tide holds on to the one nothing lead here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from their field. As the song says, heads will roll, and my goodness, this has been a head-rolling game. We're tied at one, going to the seventh. The seventh inning is presented by Fast Signs. Fast Signs of Tuscaloosa is more than fast and more than signs. Request a free quote from Fast Signs for all of your business visibility needs. Fast Signs of Tuscaloosa is a proud supporter of Crimson Tide softball. If you needed a moment to walk around, I get it. 
Arkansas had the bases loaded, but Fouch struck out Casey Hoffman, and now the Tide will have Pruitt, Prangy, and Dowling due up against Shanice Dells. Tied up at one. Alabama with a run in the second. Arkansas just scored in the bottom of the sixth. Larissa Pruitt is 0 for 2. First pitch, Pruitt shows bunt and takes a strike off speed. 0-1, Pruitt laid down a sacrifice in the first, flew out to left on a great catch by Kramer in the second and struck out in the fourth. The 0-1 to Pruitt, and that's a one-hopper to first. The stop made by Halverson. She'll step on the bag, and there's one away. As we near 11 o'clock Central Time, I see a couple people leaving. I have no idea why. Where are you going? <laughs> School schmool. Work smart. Isn't it summer now? <laughs> Ashley Prangy steps in. 0 for 2 on the day with a walk and a couple of ground outs. It's the first pitch low for ball one. One oh, called strike this time. Same spot as the first pitch. Tom, I th Tom Meyer said strike this time. I thought that was lower. I think that was a makeup call. The count's probably correct, but I think he got the calls wrong. The one one, that one's in the dirt. Two and one. Man, that dugout energy is still just so good. Oh, yeah. The 2-1 pitch. Low and inside. Three balls, one strike. Now on Prangy. Well, after Prangy hit two pitches that were elevated last night out of the yard, Arkansas quite clearly has zero interest in yeah. doing anything around belt level and higher. The 3-1 is low for ball four, and Ashley Prangy... Draws the walk to put the go-ahead run on first here in the top of the seventh. Down on number seven, Bailey Dowling. For Bailey Dowling. Bailey's one for three. Singled in the third, struck out in the first and the fifth. So that would mean in the seventh we're going to see a hit. Yes. Right? That, I'm down with that. Symmetry. That's how it always works. Yes. First pitch, Dowling pulls back the bunt, takes it low for ball one. <laughs> I don't think Bailey Dowling is going to bunt. No. But. If anything, just trying to give Dell something weird to look at. The 1-0 pulls back the bunt again. This one is a strike. One ball, one strike. All right, so that will be called off. I think they were just trying to make her throw a strike after a walk, and yeah. she did. Now you're looking for your pitch. The 1-1. Dowling out in front and fouls it off. One ball, two strikes. I think she got it. That looked pretty good, but the timing just wasn't right for Dowling. Dells looks in. The 1-2. 
Alling swings and misses at strike three. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Two outs, runner on first. Kinley Cahalen stepping in now. 0 for 2 on the day with a walk. First pitch. <laughs> Ball. I'm not sure where it missed. I have but, no idea. Uh, all right. I, I will take it. I'm, I'm actually surprised Cahalen didn't go after it. That was pretty juicy. That one's fouled off. One ball, one strike. Another update from the Pac-12 tournament. Top of the seventh, Oregon has answered. 3-2 Ducks over the Cardinal. Top seven there. Dales looks in. Now the 1-1 pitch to Kalen. Line, oh, just foul down the first base line. Count moves to one and two. Had that stayed fair. Would have been interesting to see what would have happened. Would have been interesting to see what Halverson did because the height wasn't great, but the spin was crazy. Another one, two on its way. Cahalen fouls it off. Gets a piece to stay alive. We'll do it again, one and two. Find one to drive, Kenley. Another one, two. Cahalen again fouls it off. Now remains one and two. Again, as you mentioned before, Cahalen does not have a hit against Arkansas in three-plus games. Are we doing that? So I'm just saying that she's due. Oh, for life against the Hogs. Another 0-2. Yeah, that one's high on the rise. Two and two. And that Dell's pitch count right now sitting at 121. Whew. Alabama's done such a great job making her work, but you got to pay it off at some point. The 2-2 in the dirt, and that bounces away from Kamenzid. And Prangy will take second on the wild pitch. Hmm. The count's now full. Three balls and two strikes. And we may see a pinch runner for Prangy on second. As Cat Grill is going to come out to run for her. If you're Cahalen, keep that breathing down at a measured pace. It's okay to draw a walk. It doesn't have to be you. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be you. And if that means drawing a walk and setting up Allie Shipman for redemption, that's fine. 
Payoff pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike three. The Halen's down on strikes. As she was just a touch behind that rise ball from Dels. I don't know. It looked like Dels kind of pulled the string a little bit. That looked a touch off speed. Either way, she's come up with that pitch multiple times in big moments tonight, and that's just a, a tip of the cap to her. No runs, no hits, no errors. One left. We head to the bottom of the seventh inning. Still 1-1 between the Tide and the Razorbacks here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. The seventh inning is presented by Fast Signs. Fast Signs of Tuscaloosa is more than fast and more than signs. Request a free quote from Fast Signs for all your business visibility needs. Fast Signs of Tuscaloosa is a proud supporter of Crimson Tide Softball. We head to the bottom of the seventh inning. Still 1-1 between Alabama and Arkansas. 8-9-1 due up for the Razorbacks here in the seventh. Cammons in Rijo and Johnson. Against Montana Fouts back out in the circle trying to extend this one to extras. <laughs> Which is normal at this event this week. I say, yeah, that would follow the script. We've seen multiple extra inning games here in the SEC tournament. One of the reasons why it's past 11 o'clock Central Time and we're still playing here on the fourth game of the day. Yeah, we've already seen three. We're in the quarters. <laughs> I'd love to see four. Lauren Cammons did leading things off. She's over two with a strikeout and a ground out. First pitch from Fouts. Misses outside for ball one. One run on six hits, no errors, and ten left for Alabama. One run on four hits, one error, and six left for Arkansas. Delsa's just been so good in the big moments. And great defense, too, behind her. The 1-0. Swung on and missed. 1-1. You know, you think about the amount of runs that the Arkansas outfield has wiped out at least three in this game for the Crimson Tide because of great defensive plays out in the grass. The 1-1. Ground ball to third on one hop. Prangy made the stop at the throw, and there's one away. For the second night in a row, Tom, my phone has told me to go to sleep, but now's not the time. <laughs> no phone. A bad phone. Yes. Natalia Rijo, uh, I'll step in. She's over two with a ground out and a pop out. First pitch. Called strike. At the knees on the outside corner. 0-1. Courtney Deifel not happy about that one. Because that one has been off and on a strike all night. And we just want consistency. But I'll take it this time around. The 0-1. Swung on and missed. No balls, two strikes now on Rio. Bounce now over 100 pitches. Patrick Murphy said there was a plan, but nobody warming up in the bullpen as of now. This is Fouts' game. The 0-2. Rise ball high. One ball, two strikes. But I have seen Espen Salter and Torrance all warming up at different times throughout today. So everyone stayed warm. The 1-2. Mm. And inside, 2-2. Two and two. Fouts has not gotten Rio to chase either of those rise balls.
the 2-2 pitch. Hard hit ball. Nice diving stop by Kahalen, but she won't have a play. And an infield single for the Razorbacks, but the winning run on first base. It's a great stop by Kahalen. Good job not throwing it to first, but that might have saved extra bases. So just the fact that she got there is so critical. And now we'll see how Arkansas draws this up. You've got Johnson up and then Kramer, who's not a huge power threat. Wondering what they do with Johnson here. First pitch. College try going one. Johnson one for three. Singled and scored in the sixth. Struck out in the first and the third. And here comes, or actually it's a meeting in the circle with the entire Alabama infield. And Courtney Diefel well, still upset. I think she Meyer. just got warned ah, yes. about arguing balls and strikes. Because he whipped out that handy-dandy notebook quite quickly, Tom. You just got a letter. Wonder who it's from. <laughs> Tom Meyer. Yes. From, yes. <laughs> Indeed. The 0-1 to Johnson. Slap foul. No balls and two strikes. Leo 2 pitch is high. She held off on the slap, one and two. And, and just notice something, Tom. Amazingly, Alabama's had a runner in scoring position in every inning except the third. And in that third, that was when Kramer made that great catch on Kahalen. One, two. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Slapped and missed at that one. And there's two gone. Hmm. Pouts now with nine strikeouts on the day. Oh, no. I, I didn't see what happened. I'm going to be honest. AC Atinka, Patrick Murphy, Lance McMahon all came out really quickly, and Montana Fouts is not walking cleanly right now. I did not see it either. I was looking looking down. I'm not sure if she landed wrong on her plant foot. I believe is what happened as Patrick Murphy is right now looking at the dirt around the rubber. And Fouts is trying to work out that left foot and ankle. I, I did not like the reaction I saw from Tana. I've seen her take shots back at her. I've seen a lot of things over her career. I've never seen her have to walk away from everybody before like that, and that is what scared me. I'm not going to lie, but it looks like they're going to give her a couple warm-up pitches and see how she's doing. Yeah, it is that left foot that she is trying to work out. Yeah, it looks like Fouts now going through the warm-up pitches. Under the watchful eye of A.C. Atinka, Patrick Murphy, and Lance McMahon. Well, I mean, 
Oh, no. Oh, no. Mm. Oh, no. I, I'm going to be honest. It's not worth it. We have the NCAA tournament next week. If there is any doubt at all, it's not worth it. This is and and what's happening over to our left is absolutely so inappropriate. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So now, yeah, it looks like that we are going to see a pitching change with Montana Fouts. And the standing ovation from Alabama and Arkansas fans alike as Alex Salter is going to come in to pitch for Montana Fouts. And, and as I said, this is the right move. I know you want to win. Everybody wants to win. Yeah. It, it's, it's next week is so much more important. The week after that is so much more important. And you got to make sure Montana's okay. You want to win every single game that you can, absolutely. But if there was any doubt at all, she had to be out of this game. There was absolutely doubt this is the right move to bring in Alex Salter. And so Alex Salter is going to come in to replace Montana Fouts with two outs in the bottom of the seventh inning. It's still 1-1 between Alabama and Arkansas. The Razorbacks have a runner on first with two outs. So Fouts will leave having gone six and two-thirds, five hits, one run. It was earned, three walks, nine strikeouts, 108 pitches, and 66 strikes. And now mm. the question, not only trying to win this game and advance in the SEC tournament, but the status of Montana Fouts. we hope is mm. just a tweak of some sort that she'll be able to well real quick at some point let, let's go over Salter's numbers as we try and collect ourselves Alex Salter 214 ERA on the year 23rd appearance 65 and a third innings 59 hits 32 runs 20 or 19 walks and 30 Ks at conference play ERA finished a sparkling 185 that was good for top 10 in the SEC and now you know what, Alex Salter, welcome to the SEC tournament. You just yeah. need one more out here in the seven to force extras. First pitch to Reagan Kramer. Low for ball one. Kramer's 0 for 3 with a couple of strikeouts and a foul out. The 1-0. Low, two balls and no strikes. Good to see Tana. I think she immediately went into the bathroom, maybe just to take a moment, back out in the dugout, cheering on Alex Salter. The 2-0 pitch is high and inside, 3-0. Just take a beat, take a moment. It's okay. The 3-0. What? Just a little outside, I guess. And the four-pitch walk is issued. Runners now on first and second with two outs.
And Ryland Hedgecock stepping in. Hedgecock is one for two. Singled in the first, grounded out in the fourth, and was intentionally walked in the sixth. Just got to be careful. Nothing up. Outfield shifting over to the left. Looks like they're going to try and attack her inside. First pitch is a strike, 0-1. Good change up to start things off, to settle things from Alex Salter. You mix some speeds. You show her a new look. You haven't seen anything off speed really tonight from Fouts. I like the call. The 0-1. Ground ball to short. Kahalen's there. Thought about second. We'll throw to first. Scudder in time. Oh, boy. She's out, but my Ooh. gosh. Kahalen first look to second, and they're going to go to the official review here. I'm, I'm fairly certain she was out. Yeah, me too. But I've also been wrong three times already this weekend. <laughs> and they've already missed a official review at home, so we'll see. Yeah, Kinley thought about going to second. Realized she wouldn't have been able to get Kramer and went to first. A really close play at first, but the naked eye, it looked like she was out. She was called out. So, again, that word indisputable comes up. And I swear to <laughs> all that is good. Uh. Waiting for Birmingham to make the call. Wonder if they have the angle on this one. Oh, for sure. If the call is overturned, it will be bases loaded, two outs. If it is not overturned, it's the end of the inning, and we're going to extras. Everything I'm hearing says safe, so I, I pray that the replay center disagrees. It was such an awkward play with the runner right in front of Kahalen. Thought about second for, I guess, just ease. And then once yeah. the runner was out of the way and a teaching moment right now, Kahalen standing with Ryan Murray and Allison Habits. Looks like we've got a call. Well, it must be really, really close because it is taking a minute for this decision to be made. Still going. This is a lot this of is debate. This is taking really long. Yeah. I'm kind of leaving the umpires out to dry because everyone's just looking at them and there's nothing that they can do. Here we go. And the call is overturned. She's saved at first. All good.
good teaching moment for Kenley Cahalen right there. That's why Ryan I. Murray and Allison Habits were right there with her. But now, take the sure out. Two infield singles and a walk have loaded the bases with two outs for Kylie Halverson, who tied the game up with an RBI single in the sixth. One for three on the day. First pitch. Hmm. A little bit low for ball one. The winning run is on third, and there's nowhere to put Halverson. Alex Salter, you're a pitch-to-contact pitcher. Trust your defense right here. They got you. Yes. That one's in there for a strike on the change. One and one. It's a great pitch. The one-one pitch. Ground ball to short. Kahalen will throw to third in time. And that one does in the inning. And we're going to extras. That's so gutsy from Alex Salter. It was tight, Ooh. my gosh, because why wouldn't it be? It's been that type of game, but absolutely out. No protesting from Courtney Dyfel there. And because it's the 2023 SEC tournament, we are indeed going to extra innings. For the Razorbacks in the seventh, no runs on two hits. There were no errors and three runners left on base. We head to extra innings, still 1-1, Alabama-Arkansas here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. The eighth inning is brought to you by the COVID-19 vaccine. You can make the call to keep your team healthy by getting the COVID-19 vaccine. Tide fans ages 12 and older are eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine in Alabama. For more information, visit alcovidvaccine.gov. We head to the top of the eighth inning. Still 1-1 between Alabama and Arkansas. The Razorbacks now have left the bases loaded twice in the ballgame, twice in the last two innings, nine overall. They did score the one run to tie the ball game, but Alabama has kept the Razorbacks to just that one run. And we're heading to extras, due up for the Tide here in the eighth. Shipman, Esman, and Hevlin, 6-7-8 against Shanice Dells in the circle for the Razorbacks. And, of course, the everyone, what is on everyone's mind as well is the status of Montana Fouts now. Big team meeting between innings, but, Tom, we've talked about the culture of this team. This is where it shows up right here. Your leader is down. Pick her up. First pitch to Allie Shipman is inside for ball one. One quick scoreboard update. Stanford walked off Oregon to win 4-3. So who wants to be the 16 seed, Tom? <laughs> is it just Auburn? I guess. They barely wanted it. They were throwing it all over the field today. The 1-0. There's the strike, 1-1. One one. So interesting. It almost seems like Dels is solely going off speed right now. Until Alabama can prove that they can hit it, I don't blame her. The 1-1 pitch. That's a ground ball to third. Stop made by Gamble. The throws in time, and there's one down. Now we'll bring up Lauren Esman getting her first at-bat of the ball game. 
The 194 average. She's 7 of 36 on the year with a run scored, three RBIs, and a double. First pitch called strike on one. Wind still swirling, kind of blowing right to left. The 0 1, Essman swings and misses, no balls, two strikes. Moving up in the box on the 0 2. That's swinging and missing. At strike three, and Esmond's down on three straight pitches, and there's two gone here in the top of the eighth. Yeah, I mean, again, Dels, Dels is just working that changeup right now, and until Alabama makes the adjustment specifically on that pit, I mean, somebody's got to just walk up there and say, I am sitting change. Throw me the change, and they've got to go up planning to attack that pitch. Evelyn, Callie Heaven will step in. She's 0 for 2, popped out in the second, ground out in the fourth, and laid down a sacrifice in the sixth. Interesting. She's going with the back-of-the-box approach. First pitch. Fouled off for strike one. low one ball one strike now the good news is if heaven can reach you've got Kristen white who set the ball hard all night and then jenna johnson so this is even with two outs potentially an opening but heaven's got to deliver the one one low and inside two balls and one strike Security's got to take care of some of these drunk people. Yeah. The 2-1. High, three balls and one strike. See if Callie Hevlin can adjust. We've seen a lot of swings and misses on 3-1 because Dels has gone with a dirty change low. The 3-1. Oh, it's in there for a strike. That's full three and two. It, it's the chess match, right? Uh, like how many times have we seen Alabama chase 3-1, and then the one time Callie Heflin doesn't, it's right down the heart. Mm. Got to think you're going to see change up here. Payoff pitch. Heflin grounds it foul, stays alive, counts three and two. Two outs. Nobody on. 1-1 one, one as we play in the top of the eighth inning. Fourth extra inning game already here at the SEC tournament. Jill Skatarzak's got to be like, you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Payoff again. Hevlin with a fly ball to the left, and that's going to be fair down the left field line. Rounding first and heading to second is Hevlin. Somehow Kramer didn't catch that one, and that's a two-out double for Callie Hevlin.
How did Kramer not catch it? How did that stay fair? I, I don't know. Hevlin, I think that's a changeup. She was sitting change and is able to hit it right down the left field line. This is barely fair and just out of the reach of Kramer. There is a foot of space where that ball can fall, and somehow Callie Hevlin found it. So the two-out double brings up Kristen White, who's one for three with a single, the first pitch. Called strike on one. Last time up, hit it real hard right back up the middle, but it was a great catch by Dels. We've seen her use a little bit more loft here in this game. Neal one, low and away, one ball, one strike. It's been, I think, the best game Kristen White's played in quite a while. And it's been a really effective weekend for her thus far. I say weekend, it's Thursday. Yeah. That one slapped foul, one and two. And back in the second inning, she reached on error that led to the lone Alabama run. On a one-two count, mind you. One-two pitch. Slap that and missed. Four strike three. And Callie Hevlin's two-out double. Leaves are stranded on second here in the eighth inning. No runs on one hit. There was no errors and one runner left on base. We head to the home half of the eighth. Still 1-1 between Alabama and Arkansas here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Head to the home half of the eighth inning. Still 1-1 between Alabama and Arkansas. Due up for the Razorbacks here in the eighth. Foreman, Gamble, and Hoffman. 5-6-7 against Alex Salter. Back out for her now first full inning of relief. She came in with two outs last inning. After Montana Fouts left with some sort of leg injury. We don't know what it was. She's standing up in the dugout supporting her team. And it was great to see when she was leaving as well, put her arm around Alex Salter and gave her a few words of encouragement before she headed into the dugout. We can only hope that she's going to be okay and Alex will be able to pitch next weekend in wherever the regional is. Well, don't be crazy. It'll be in Tuscaloosa, well, but against whoever. It <laughs> yes, it's the first pitch to Christina Foreman, low and away for ball one. Foreman is one for three with a single, a fly out, and a pop out. But Alabama still trying to win this ball game, but can't allow a run in this inning as that pitch just misses a little high, two and zero. Mm. This is outside, 3-0. Yeah, this is where Callie Hevlin, Ashley Prangy come and calm her down. That was a changeup that she held on to way too long. Missed outside. 
The 3-0. Right in there for a strike, 3-1. Story of the game, though, for Alabama offensively, unfortunately, has been the runners left on base 11 total, and Alabama yeah. has either had the, had a runner in scoring position or thrown out at home to end the inning in all but one inning this game. That one oh. just misses outside for ball four, and Christina Foreman draws a walk to lead things off here in the eighth, and she does represent the game-winning run. Lance McMahon not thrilled. He, I even saw Montana Fouts stiffen up a little bit on that ball call. But we knew it wouldn't be easy. Nothing about no. the last 20 minutes has been. <laughs> and Hannah Gamble will step in now. She's 0 for 1 on the day. A couple of walks and a strikeout. Got to think she's going to try and lay down a bunt here. If I'm pranging, I'm scooting in a bit. First pitch is low for ball one. Oh, maybe not. Yeah. I mean, if I'm Arkansas, I'm, I'm laying something down right here. No questions asked. That one's lifted, shallow left field on the run. A diving catch made by Jenna Johnson in foul ground for the first out of the inning and gets it in quickly so Foreman can't tag up in advance. Love Jenna's leadership. You're able to dive right there because that's going to be a foul ball. If that's a two feet to the right, Jenna's probably letting that fall because you don't dive going to the line, but if you know it's going to be foul green light and Jenna is able to lay out and make a great catch now one out with a runner on first for Casey Hoffman first pitch is in the dirt for ball one tell you what win or lose Alabama has answered the call since Fouts went out they've made the plays the 1-0 low and inside 2-0 Also, again, kind of calls into question why Gamble wasn't trying to lay something down there. It was a loud out, but an unproductive one. 2-0 pitch. Low 3-0. Salt has to find the strike zone here. And here comes Lance McMahon to talk with her as well. One run on seven hits, no errors, and 11 runners left on for Alabama. A run on six hits, one error, and nine runners left for Arkansas, including the bases loaded the last two innings. So probably both these teams feel like game should be over. Why are we still here? Right. <laughs> no, I mean, for Alabama, you've had, I, I mean, how many times have we said it? Three or four runs maybe wiped out by fantastic defensive plays from Arkansas. And then on the flip side, to your point, Arkansas, Probably should have scored more in the sixth than didn't, and probably should have walked it off in the seventh and didn't. So in a way, it all comes out in the wash. Yeah. Here we are, exhausted, <laughs> nearing midnight. The 3-0. Call strike. Three and one. Do you dare go change up? It's got to be good. The 3-1 pitch. Ground ball to second. They'll throw to second for one. The double play is turned. And Alabama gets out of the eighth inning again 
with the 4-6-3 double play. Oh, the heart, the heart we're seeing. How many times have we seen this defense struggle to turn double plays? Callie Hevlin threw it away against Tennessee. We've seen Kimley Cahalen bobble it, but finally tonight, they're able to turn it and force a ninth because, again, we're exhausted, and why would we ever need to sleep in the year of our Lord 2023? That Bama double play protects the Crimson Tide like you can protect your team by getting the COVID-19 vaccine. Tide fans ages 12 and older are eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine in Alabama. For more information, visit alcovidvaccine.gov. We go to the ninth, 1-1, Alabama-Arkansas here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. We head to the ninth inning, still 1-1 between Alabama and Arkansas. Due up for the Tide here in the ninth, top of the order. Jenna Johnson, Larissa Pruitt, Ashley Prangy against Shanice Dels, who in eight innings has given up seven runs, one hit, five walks, ten strikeouts, and she's thrown 140 pitches so Mm. far. And Jenna Johnson will start things off. Jenna is three for four on the day with three singles and a strikeout. And that last single in the sixth inning almost led to a run. But Faith Hensley was thrown out at home on a very questionable call and questionable non-overturn. First pitch low for ball one. I can't believe we're doing this again. This feels like that Monday night game. I mean, there have been different twists and turns for sure, but just another classic between these two teams this year. The 1-0 is low. Two balls and no strikes now on Jenna. I mean, seriously, Tom, think about the, the quality of the four games that we have seen between Alabama and Arkansas this year. Yeah, goodness gracious. Two extremely evenly matched teams. Absolutely. So t- all right, watch for the changeup. Cammons have moved up. The 2-1 hmm. is in there for a strike at the knees, 2-1. Okay, theory over. Mm. That was a hard pitch. And these two teams, almost identical overall records, identical SEC records. Stats pretty similar. That one's lined to left, and that's going to be just foul down the left field line as Jenna Johnson just missed extra bases there, and the count's even up at two balls and two strikes. Mm. Whatever Jenna did in the cages where she said, I've got it. Yeah. Do that again. Well done. Just keep doing it. I mean. The 2-2 pitch. Jenna fouls that one off at the plate. Stays alive. 2-2. Amazingly, the energy from the dugout has not wavered whatsoever. But again, that just is a testament to this team and the culture that they built. 2-2, Johnson with a soft liner that's going to be caught by Riho Short for out number one. That one went off the end of the bat. Jenna wasn't able to get a whole lot behind it. Yeah, tried to dig down and get that drop, and 
needed to dig somehow even further, <laughs> I guess. They'll ring up Larissa Pruitt. First pitch, low and away for ball one. Pruitt's 0 for 3 with a sacrifice here today. And she is due. Yeah, it would be a great time to get her first hit of the ball game right here. The 1-0 pulls back the bunt. All right outside, 2-0. And remember, we kind of saw this at the tail end of that Monday night game. The reason Alabama had so many bases loaded opportunities was because Dell started to struggle with her control late. This pitch count is high. Two away from 150 in the game. That one comes in low again, 3-0. Hundred and forty-nine pitches, ninety-eight strikes. That is some easy math-ish, Tom. Mm. The three-zero. It's low and inside for ball four and a four-pitch walk to Larissa Pruitt. Gives Alabama yet another base runner with one out here in the ninth. So interesting conundrum potentially for Courtney Diefel. Ashley Prangy 0 for two tonight, but always a threat. On deck, you've got Bailey Dowling, who struck out three times tonight. How careful are you with Prangy to try and bring up Dowling? First pitch to Prangy. Called strike on one. Apparently not two. They're going yeah. after. Well, but going after her with an off-speed pitch. Right. So if you're praying, I think you just got to expect that you're going to get a changeup. You're going to get something off speed. And that's what you try and barrel up. The 0-1. A little low. One ball, one strike. We were talking earlier before the game with Dari Noka. His work duties are done here in the SEC network set. But he said he was staying for the game. wonder if he's still here. <laughs> One one is in the dirt and it bounces away from Kamenzid and taking second on the wild pitch is Pruitt. Now you walk Prangy, I think, if you're Arkansas. I hope they don't, but I think it would be the smart strategic play for the Hogs right now to walk Ashley Prangy. It's now five wild pitches on the day for, for Shanice Dells. Two one is high. Yeah, they're gonna walk her. But it, I was like, wow, like, wow, she missed big time. Oh right. <laughs> yes. Well, the thing is, Cameron's it even on these intentional walks gets down in the crouch. So I didn't realize it. But now the fourth pitch of the intentional walk is issued. Third time today that Prangy has been walked. Second time intentionally. And Patrick Murphy is going to talk to Bailey Dowling, who's one for four on the day with a single, but three strikeouts as well. But she's second on the team in RBIs behind Ashley Prangy, so it'll be a great chance for Bailey. Yep, and you just got to be secure in your plan as you step into the box. Make sure that you know exactly what you're looking for because. 
Dowling has struck out on a couple different pitches tonight. Staying back in the box this time. First pitch. Called strike, 0 and 1. I still think somebody's got to just make the decision to sit change. Callie Hevlin, I, I think, did that. And she was able to double it down the line. Somebody's got to just make that choice. I know it's not easy. It's a tough pitch to hit. The 0-1 is high. One ball, one strike. They're shading in the outfield just a little bit, dowling to pull. So that right center field gap is wide open for her. 1-1. Again, 2-1. Love it, love it, love it. Not trying to force. That was an off-speed pitch from Dells, but it was high and away. Good take. The 2-1, and that one bounces away from Kamenzid, and the runners will advance 60 feet on what I think is going to be a pass ball. Kamenzid just didn't make the catch. And the count's now 3-1 on Dowling. Now what do you do if you're Courtney Dyfel? First base is open, but you've struck out Dowling three times. See if Dowling can make the adjustment on the 3-1. That's been the chess match tonight for these Bama hitters. The pitch, oh, foul oh back, just missed it. Did Bailey, and the count's full, three and two. <laughs> uh, oh, she was on time. Yep. Oh, man, that was the one. That was about to hit Caleb, bro. Just a touch under it. Who, by the way, has oh, probably wow. been strapped in for the last hour and a half on the SEC now set. Payoff pitch to Dowling. Fouls it off of the plate to stay alive. On the change, the count's full again, three and two. It's the barrel control for me, Tom. <laughs> Payoff pitch again. Dowling fouls this one off down the left field line. It will be out of play. That was a well-hit ball, but... Dowling was just out in front. We'll do it again, three and two. Are we sure that Kramer didn't catch that somehow? <laughs> Another 3-2 on its way. Dowling, oh, just foul again down the third baseline. Larissa Pruitt is on third, representing the go-ahead run. Ashley Prangy on second. Prangy has already been pinch run for once so far today. Got to be productive. Payoff. Dowling grounds it, and that's going to get down for a base hit. Rounding third, one run will score. Here comes Prangy. She will score two, and Alabama takes the 3-1 lead. Be productive. Put it in play. Good things will happen. It's a hot shot at Gamble. I said base hit. It might be an error. I don't care one way or the other. Who gives a darn, Thomas Canterbury? <laughs> Gamble couldn't handle it for whatever reason. Wonky hop too hard. Who's to say? But Dowling is able to hit the changeup and two runs score. And what 
if Alabama can pull this off, could go down as one of the grittiest wins in program history, all things considered tonight. And the dugout going crazy over there. Can still get more here. Dowling is on second. First pitch to Kahalen. She puts down a very nice bunt. They're not going to have a play. And Kenley Kahalen, a bunt single, putting runners on the corners. Still one out. Well, we talked about Delson, the pitch count. And... Now 165 pitches. I don't have Arkansas game notes, Tom. I'm fairly certain she set her career high last time these teams faced off. And she's got to be pretty darn close. By the way, that was scored and two RBI double for Bailey Dowling. Oh. So good. I'll take it. Yes. So runners now on the corners. Still just one out. And Allie Shipman stepping to the plate. Shipman one for four with a single and a run scored. Here comes Courtney Dyfel. I mean, this might be it for Shanice Dells, who's had just an incredible ball game, but we'll see. Yeah, the thing is, if you're Arkansas, you got to be thinking, you know, if she's thrown 165, yeah, she may be burned not just for tomorrow, but maybe the rest of the tournament if they were able to make a comeback. I can't believe what I've just seen. Yeah. Yeah. Shanice Dells is being pulled here in the ninth inning as Courtney Dyfel makes the call to the bullpen. We'll tell you about the new Arkansas pitcher after this. The Crimson Tide leads at 3-1. There's one out here in the top of the ninth inning. Bama looking for more here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Courtney Dyfel goes to the bullpen and replaces the starter, Shanice Dels, with Hannah Kamenzin. Well, first off, tip of the cap to Shanice Dels. Incredible performance tonight. But Alabama chaser for the freshman Kamenzin comes in with a 2-3-5 ERA. 53 and two-thirds innings pitch, 56 hits, 37 runs, 18 earned, 21 walks, 21 Ks. Bama did not see her in the regular season. First pitch to Allie Shipman, bounces in to her sister, and the other Cameron's in will just block it up and allow Kimley Cahalan to take second. And, Tom, we talked about extras of the SEC tournament. Alabama's been in this position before, and remember, the ninth inning has been the magic one. Five runs for the Tide scored in the ninth this year. It's almost more than the seventh. That one misses, I guess, a little bit high. Two balls and no strikes on Shipman. Shipman is one for four, single and scored in the second. Ground out in the third, a strikeout in the fifth, and a ground out in the eighth. She could almost put this one out of reach, perhaps. That one's low. Three balls and no strikes. And the scouting report on Kamenzin, because I did watch film on her, and I want all of you to know that. Mid-60s <laughs> curve, can work a backdoor curve, a good drop. Her change is inconsistent, but can sometimes be tricky. If I'm Alabama, though, I'm looking for something hard over the middle, probably a backdoor curve. That one's right in there for a strike. Three and one. 
Shanice Dells goes eight and a third, nine hits, three runs, all earned, seven walks, ten strikeouts, 165 pitches, 106 strikes. She is responsible for the two runners on base. The 3-1. Shipman pops it up on the infield, and making the catch is Foreman for out number two. Came in and jammed Shipman. And yeah. two outs now for Lauren Esman. Camminson got right in on the hands with that curveball. Now we'll see the lefty-lefty matchup. Don't have the splits for Camminson, but always tough for the hitter. First pitch in there for a strike going one. Esman came in after Emma Broadfoot was pinch run for her for the second time in the seventh, and she struck out in the eighth in her only plate appearance so far. And it's so tough because those lefty pitchers can start a pitch basically at your hip, and you're, you think it's a ball, and it comes in as a strike. The 0-1. A little outside, I think. One ball, one strike. So already better at bat for Esmond as he struck out on three straight pitches in the eighth. Improvement. The 1-1. One, one. That's high. Two balls, one strike. The 2-1. Ground ball to short. The stop made. It's going to be a tough play at first, but it is going to be just in time on the throw from Riho for out number three to retire the side. But Alabama here in the top of the ninth inning gets two runs on two hits. There were no errors and two runners left on base. We head to the bottom of the ninth inning. The last chance for Arkansas. It's Alabama three, Razorbacks one here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. We move to the bottom of the ninth inning, the last chance for Arkansas. Alabama with a 3-1 lead over the Razorbacks. Two up for Arkansas here in the ninth. Kamenzen, Riho, and Johnson, 8-9-1 against Alex Salter in the circle for the Crimson Tide. And before we bring the bottom of the ninth to you, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Catcher Lauren Kamenzid will lead things off. She's 0 for 3 with a strikeout and a couple of ground outs. And, Tom, why was that double play so big? Because it'll take a little bit of work to get Rylan Hedgecock back up. Would have made things a lot easier for Arkansas if it were 9-1-2 here. But 8-9-1, you have some room. Don't mess around, though. Get that first out, one out at a time. First pitch. Two Cammons hit from Salter is low for ball one. Bama defense remains unchanged. Again, Esmond at first now. There's a strike, one and one. We've just passed midnight here in the central time zone, and <laughs> most everyone is still here. We've had a little bit of thin out again, you know, kids and such, but my gosh. The 1-1. Popped up foul. One ball and two strikes on Kamenzit. I would like to again say this might be the best first I guess technically three days. Really it's two days and change in SEC tournament history. 
Like, th- the, just the games have been yeah. crazy. The theater, the storylines, the drama, unreal. The one-two. Swing and a miss, strike three. Kamenson strikes out. First strikeout of the day from Alex Salter, and there's one down. Since it's a new day, do we need to redo the strikeout read? No. <laughs> Remember when we did that four hours ago? That's a heck of a pitch. Ugh. Drop. Totally fooled Kamenson. Totally. So on out now for Italia Rijo. One for three with a single in the seventh inning, a pop out in the fifth, and a ground out in the third. First pitch. Hard hit ball to left on the run. A diving catch from Jenna Johnson. And the Razorbacks are down to their final out. Are you kidding me? Everybody all year has been talking about how the defense seems to drop a level when it's not Montana. I would argue the last three innings we've seen the best defense of the year. I mean, are you kidding? That's incredible. Incredible catch. So now back up to the top of the order. Reagan Johnson will get her fifth at bat of the day. One for four so far, the first pitch. A little bit low for ball one. Johnson singled and scored back in the sixth inning. The only run of the ball game for the Razorbacks. Other than that, three strikeouts. That one's right there for a strike, one and one. Two outs, nobody on. Salter trying to keep that tying run in the on-deck circle. And what a growing moment this is for Alex Salter. Are you kidding me? The 1-1. Slapped at and missed. One ball, two strikes. Are you kidding me? The 1-2 pitch. Oh, my. Oh. (laughs) It's okay. Just missed a little inside. Johnson was able to hold off on the slap. Two balls, two strikes. Careful, partner. We we forgot about that a long time ago. The 2-2. Oh, slapped, and that one bounces up and hits Allie Shipman. AC just sprinting out of a dugout like no one else is going down tonight. Ship says she's all right. You would have to drag her off this field. Oh, my gosh. You have to drag me off this field. I'm not even on it. Doesn't even make any sense. Salt looks in. The 2-2. Low, and the count's full. Three balls and two strikes. Why are there still some Tennessee staffers here? You are playing in 10 hours. Payoff pitch. High on check swing. She didn't go. And the walk is issued to Reagan Johnson. And now the tying run does come to the plate in the form of Reagan Kramer. Kramer's 0 for 3. A couple strikeouts, a foul out, and a walk. Just your run-of-the-mill adversity. First pitch. This is inside for ball one. I'm asking for Reagan Kramer to do us a solid. Just and once again, something easy for just a ground out. 
The 1-0. Low, two balls and no strikes. Here comes Callie Hevelin chatting with Salt. And then scurries away. Yeah, I love that leadership, though, knowing what your pitcher needs, knowing what your friend needs in that moment. 2-0. Call, strike, 2-1. <laughs> I'm telling you, I watched the dugout, and everybody tensed, waiting to see if that would be a strike. The nonchalant strike call from Tom Meyer. 2-1. That one's up in the air. And that's going to fall. Kristen White wasn't able to make the stop. The throw is off the mark, sliding in safely. Is Johnson. Kramer's on third. And with two outs, Arkansas has a tying run on third base on the first defensive miscue of the day by this Alabama defense. Communication. That's got to be White's ball. You just got to come in and get it. And... Hevlin's got to recognize that, but you got to just talk better. Oh, the game should be over. The game should be over. And then also don't throw the ball afterwards. Right. We saw that earlier tonight. Or was that tonight? What yes. day was it? Because the Ole both, Miss Auburn. Both Razorbacks runners had stopped. It would have been runners on second and third, but then the errant throw after the catch wasn't made allowed the runners to advance. One to score, and the tying run to move to third. Waiting for the official score on that one. I think it's going to be a, a base. It's going to be a double for Kramer. Oh, man. And then the throwing error on Callie Hevlin, allowing the runner to score. Just got to communicate better, simply put. But you also have to keep in mind you've still got the lead here, and you're one right. out away from winning this game. Nothing crazy, but also with Hedgecock up, intentionally walking her is the right choice. Absolutely. In fact, I'd walk Halverson too. Yep. <laughs> I think I would... I know she's got an RBI already today. I think I would probably pitch to Halverson just because. With yeah, the then the loaded, winning run would be on second. It would be on second, and also a, a walk would Ooh. bring in the run. The third pitch of the intentional walk has been issued. And here comes the fourth. And the intentional walk. For Hedgecock, second time today, she's been intentionally walked. Bringing up Kylie Halverson. Oh, my gosh. One for four on the day with an RBI single back in the sixth. Bama leads it 3-2. The tying run is on first, and now the winning run, or excuse me, tying run is on third, winning run on first. First pitch to Halverson. Is a called strike. Okay. I don't even know what to say anymore. This has just been the weirdest, craziest game. The 0-1 is in the dirt. Nice stop by Ship. One ball, one strike.
The 1-1. One, one. Mm. Low again. Two balls, one strike. Great stop by Shipman. The 2-1. Ground ball to short. The stop made by Kahalen. The throw to first is in time. Alabama wins. The Crimson Tide in extra innings knocks off Arkansas by a final score of 3-2. to two, And Alabama will play again tomorrow. Final score for tonight's game, Alabama 3, Arkansas. I don't know what to say. I don't. I, you know, and I think back, honestly, to one game, and that's the Texas game. And I remember in postgame, we were talking about how Montana Fouts was not going to let Alabama lose. And tonight, everybody else wasn't going to let Montana lose. I can't believe how this just unfolded. Oh. I, just what a, the culmination of everything that we've been talking about for this team. It was real hard tonight. Arkansas made it hard. Alabama made it hard on themselves at times. But the culture, the belief, the trust in yourself, trust in your teammates, trust in your family, we saw it tonight. Mm for Arkansas in the ninth inning. One run on one hit. There was one error and two runners left on base. With the win, Alabama improves to 40 and 17 overall. They advance to tomorrow's semifinals. They'll take on the winner of Tennessee and Florida. Arkansas is eliminated from the SEC tournament and their overall record is now mm. 38 and 17. I've never been prouder of a team, Tom. Alex Salter gets the win. Wow. She's 7-3 and three on the year. Shanice Dels takes the loss. She's now 20-9. and nine. Alabama, three runs on nine hits, one error, 13 runners left on base. Arkansas, two runs on seven hits, one error, 11 runners left on base, including the bases loaded in both the sixth and the seventh inning, and two runners on in the ninth. We'll take a timeout, try to collect ourselves, and bring you the Yellowhammer Brewing Company post-game report of Alabama's 3-2 win over Arkansas in nine innings here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, so there we go. You heard it. It exhausted me going back and editing it and listening to it. And I do think that I want to commend you and commend us. I thought we did really good work in that game because it was, I think, hard. And, and it was hard for the team immediately, too. And it was amazing that they found a way out of that seventh inning. <laughs> oh, yeah. But to to watch what happened to Montana and then immediately figure out a way to, to push on, I thought that we did good work. I thought, obviously, the team that did phenomenal work. And then for Bailey Dowling to find a way to to get it past Hannah Gamble, 
causing me to full name you because who cares how it's scored? I know you feel the same way. We scored runs. Right, yes. Just, I, I, I'm going to say it. I think it's the grittiest win in program history. You know, I, I, you could make an argument that that Natty win in 2012 could go down as gritty. I, I think it's the greatest win in program history. I think this took the most out of the most people, though, to get the job done. Yeah, I mean, it was... I, I do think one thing that helped us, I think it helped the team, it helped me, it helped you, it helped everybody kind of be able to, you know, refocus was the fact that Montana was still in the dugout. Right. She was there, you know, that it wasn't like she got, she didn't get hit by a line drive and she was carted off. Like it was, I think a lot of people were like in the same situation. I was like, well, what happened? Man, we couldn't really figure out what, what was wrong. We knew it wasn't, it, it may not be good, but it wasn't a hundred percent that, you know, her leg wasn't broke. So it was like we we couldn't see anything. So the hope was, you know, maybe it's just a tweak and she's going to be okay. But she was there and she was able to help out, help Salter. She was able to continue to be there for the team, even though she wasn't out pitching. I think that helped everybody, including me. Yeah, and an underrated part about this moment, and this is why I like that we do the entire inning of audio. The Jenna Johnson diving catches in this game were quite literally game-saving. I think this was the best defensive game that she had all year was why I had hoped that she would win the gold glove for left field. I know that there were a couple of errors early in the year that probably hurt her, you know, when we stack up all the candidates. But, I mean, man, some of the diving catches that she made, including in the ninth, yeah, saved the game sure. for the Crimson Tide. Especially considering all the catches that Arkansas's left fielder was making. Oh, gosh, Reagan Kramer. <laughs> Stop. Just leave us alone. <laughs> oh, man. It's amazing that this is number two. And right. as we look at it, it got the second most first place votes, three. It was on 14 of 16 ballots. Uh, I'm not going to reveal the committee. I understand the reasoning for the two people who kept it off. Sure. Their ballots. Yeah. Th- this game was just like like we said earlier from one of our voters, a movie. The way it played out where it was, who it was against, the fact that it was yet another knockdown dragout battle between Alabama and Arkansas in the year of our Lord 2023. Just an incredible, incredible, incredible moment that featured as much bad as there was good, but at the end of the day, the good prevailed. Yeah, uh, just a roller coaster uh, that turned out uh, on the good side. For everyone and, and the fact that montana that wasn't her last pitch at alabama mm. also makes it even that much better it's a good pairing with number one mm. i wonder what it could be oh who's to say <laughs> we'll let you know next week but until then thanks for tuning in for tom canterbury i'm Gray robertson we've got one more spot that's next time on the top five moments of the year on the out of the box podcast